1: Happy Full House Friday, everyone! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta? Holy Chalupas! An unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm continuing my journey through Joey's Ladies, the series for the month of February. Today we're going to in Blast from the, met, the Past, we met Patty Fogarty. Now, in Season 3, Episode 12, we are going to meet Stacy. And Joey and Stacy and. Oh, yeah! Jesse! This episode aired December 15th, 1989. It was. <laughs> it was 10 days before Christmas. And. This is the last episode of 1989, guys. The next episode, Episode 13 which is No More Mr. Dumb Guy, would have taken place in January 5th, 1990. So the first episode of Full House of a brand new decade. All right, so in this episode, Comet the Puppy is an undisciplined chewer. And Jesse, why someone put three S's in his name is beyond my realm of understanding on IMDb, bosses around with Joey who fascinates a background singer to a commercial okay um i got to say there's something going on with whoever entered this in imdb because a lot of it is just um a misuse of words i i got the gist of it i hope you all did too how about we check uh yeah let's uh let's check out the uh episode dvd box description here we go Wait, that's the wrong one. Sorry, <laughs> let me make sure I grab the right one. I tell you, stuff is sitting right behind my uh, player here. Okay, here we go. Here, wait, that's not it. Oh my gosh, you think I'd be more prepared? It's four in the afternoon, guys, and it's chilly here in Texas, North Texas. Okay, here we go. Okay. Joey and Jesse are equal partners in their ad business, but maybe some partners are more equal than others. Looking at you, Stacy Q. Or just Stacy. I don't know what her last name is. I don't think we learn it. So, yeah, we got Stacey Fleetwood. She does have a last name. She is played by Carrie Michelson. We also have a Cindy Heron playing Cindy Daniels, so she got to keep her name. We also have Brian Byers as Ted, and Burt Kramer as Mr. Kiner. These two are the ones that are in charge of the teeth ad commercial. So let's look at Stacy Fleetwood. Uh, she was in Give Me a Break. Oh, um, okay, it looks like she was um, a regular on that show, let's see here. Oh, she was on an episode of Different Strokes in season three, Little Mother. Oh, hmm. that's there. Yeah. They were hitting it back then with the serious episodes. I'd say out of all the sitcoms, the serious episode the king of serious episodes, a hundred percent, Different Strokes. They, what are you doing down there? Exactly, that's what I'm asking you, goof. Uh, she was in some ABC ABC after-school specials, 1980 to 83. There are two. There's The Gymnast in Season 9. There's Have You Ever Been Ashamed of Your Parents in Season 11. So she was in two of those. She was in 111 episodes as Katie Kiniski. So she was clearly a main character. Because she was in 111 episodes of the show. Uh, she was... Her last thing she ever did in 89, Girl Talk. Which, if you remember the game, I guess there was also a TV show, game show. Girl Talk. Oh, well, this has nothing to do with that show for teenagers. This is... um. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, not for children. I will just preface it by saying not for children. Don't watch that if you are under the age of 18, under the age of 21. Um, it's not for your eyes, not for children's eyes. As Forrest Gump's mother says about Elvis gyrating on stage. Uh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for girl talk for, um, Oh, speaking of Girl Talk, remember the, that was the name of the band that Stephanie and Gia and Kimmy and some other girl who didn't return for Fuller House. She was the other member that was replaced by DJ on the drums. There's a lot of Girl Talk here. Uh, and none of it. Oh, here we go. Girl Talk 1989, the series with Soleil Moonfry, Sarah Michelle Gellar. They were playing themselves. New Kids on the Block, short, oh, there was only a episode, a short-lived TV show that was a television version of teen magazines, three regular hostesses who talked about girl issues such as boys, clothes, and, well, boys. Did I say boys? Yeah, they talked about that. Okay, so now that we got that cleared out of the way, let's go back to this episode of Joey and Stacy, and uh, yeah, I forgot Jesse. <laughs> All right, this episode was directed by Bill Foster. We have on the writing staff, we got Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Doug McIntyre. Whether he's related to Joey McIntyre, we don't know. He could be. We got some connections. Uh, that is not even really a connection. I don't, it's like a TGIF. That isn't anything. A connection is relating another show on ABC or some, something, but there isn't anything. Okay. When Jesse calls Stacy Yoko, he makes reference to Yoko Ono, who people believe is the reason that the Beatles broke up. The one minute version of the theme song is used. Why that's in the trivia section, I will never understand. It doesn't need to be there. When Danny, DJ and Kimmy all say there he is, as Stephanie brings Comet into her room and DJ's room, a camera is visible in the far right corner of the screen to film one of the next shots. I'm gonna keep my I'm gonna keep myself looking for that. <clears throat> Quote Steph. Danny says, Steph, listen to me very carefully. Do not feed your feed dog food to your sister. Oh my gosh, now that I gotta see, <laughs> I gotta see that, let me move this stuff out of your way. there you go, alright of course before we get into the episode officially, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, aka the new listeners of the podcast, I want to say welcome aboard, the Tanner train, aka the podcast, And I want to let you know where you can listen to. Of course, if you're already listening, you probably know that you can listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or you can even listen on SoundCloud, which is the main platform. What are you... Can you not play with those stamps? Thank you. You're being a goof, Quinny. It's not even close to your dinner time right now. Sorry, guys. Quinny interrupt us here. She's off to make more mischief. So... Yes, SoundCloud and iTunes Apple Podcasts is where you can listen to it on the go, in your car, getting groceries, picking up your kids from school, doing your housework, folding laundry, making dinner, wrapping Christmas gifts, even though by the time this episode goes out, we're well past Christmas, we're well past New Year's. So, (laughs) and I'm sorry if I sound a little off. (coughs) Um. I don't know whether I have a cold or something's going on. I don't know. I got a little bit of a cough. If my voice sounds off at all, it's because I've been podcasting for a bit today. Also, the podcast does have an email address, podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in your Full House Memories or Fuller House Memories, any ideas you might have had, if you could come up with, a plot for any of the characters if we had gotten a season 9 or 10 of Full House or a season 6 or 7 or 8 of Fuller House. Where do you see the characters? If you could fill in that gap of time between 1995 and 2016, what do you see the characters doing? All the fun adventures that Stephanie had been on as a DJ, DJ mating her husband Tommy, them having Jackson, Max, and Tommy Jr., Kimmy meeting Fernando and having Ramona, just all that stuff. All those gaps of time, chunks of time that we don't get. It's basically a fill in the gap. Also, what what you know, at the end of Fuller House, Stephanie, spoiler alert, is pregnant with her and Jimmy's second child. And they also have baby Danielle. Also, DJ and Steve are newlyweds, so I would love to see the next chapter going forward with them, how Steve adjusts to being a stepfather, how the kids adjust to having him as a stepfather and living in their house and all that fun stuff. Yeah, Jesse and Becky and baby Pamela. We don't talk about Joey and Ginger and those goblin children that he has. <laughs> I really don't care what happens to those kids or uh, there's something else. Let's just say that. So another thing about this podcast is it sets it apart a little bit from some other Full House or possible Fuller House podcast out there. This is a podcast for ears of all ages. And when I say ears of all ages, I do mean... Anyone of any age can listen to it. You don't have to worry about inappropriateness on this podcast, f bombs being slung around, any 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 type of that. I just I wanted to make this podcast because I love both shows. I grew up with Full House. I adored Fuller House, and I wanted those out there that also grew up with the show who probably have kids and are introducing them to the characters for the first time and want. To be able to enjoy a podcast out there with their kids without hearing those things that are just not appropriate for children's ears. So, also one last thing guys, thank you so much for coming along with me for the last three years, going into four years in April of 2023. As many of you have been listening, have recently found out, the Full House portion of this podcast will be ending at the end of next year. And then 2024, I will be wrapping up Fuller House. Now, that does not mean that the podcast itself is over. There is a lot of fun stuff that I found on YouTube as far as behind-the-scenes stuff and... Just really cool, like, PSA stuff with Full House and just just so, so much. Also, Full House Stephanie books I want to jump into. So, if you guys want a sneak peek of the basic Full House, Fuller House podcast schedule for 2023, check, check out the um, podcast that I uploaded, the Full House podcast schedule. For 2023 and you're gonna get a rundown of every series that I'm doing series double feature that I'm doing for 2023 two episodes that I did not put up there because I do plan on doing it at the end of next year when I wrap up full house are just one of the guys and kissing customs which will be done in a double feature at some point I don't know what I want to call it. Cousins, am I right? I don't know. That could be a working title for a double feature. I don't know. But um, Cousins, the good and the bad. (laughs) So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into season three's Joey and Stacy. And oh, yeah, that's right. Jesse. Forgot about him. (laughs) let's get into this the next woman we're gonna meet here stacy and joey's ladies series okay of course we have the cold open we are in the kitchen with danny and michelle michelle is already blowing bubbles in her tall glass of chocolate milk danny sits down next to her and asks michelle what are you doing she says i'm blowing bubbles And he's like, well, big girls don't blow bubbles in their milk. And, of course, Michelle, like any three-year-old, asks, why? And he tells her, because milk is not a toy. Michelle's got her glass, I'd say three-fourths of the way, filled up. Danny's has got his almost to the brim. They both have straws in their glasses. And they have a plate of chocolate chip cookies between them. And I will be the first to admit, as an adult, I still on occasion will blow bubbles into, well, maybe not my milk. Because if I'm having milk, it's usually just something to down some type of food at night or having cereal. So I can't see blowing bubbles into my milk that has cereal in it, but uh, I've been known to blow bubbles into my pop. And again, Michelle asks, why? And Danny says, well, because they don't sell milk in toy stores. And she asks, why? And Danny is finally at a loss for words. He's like, you know, well, I, I don't know why, but maybe this is just one of those things grown-ups say. Kids from having a good time. Well, I'm sure his mom probably, or his dad probably told him that as a kid. And Danny says, you know, honey, I can't think of one good reason why we shouldn't blow Bubbles into our milk. Let's go. He doesn't, of course. His just overflows because his is filled to the brim. The minute that he he blows into it, it's just like a volcano erupting all over the table. And the way he backs up so quickly away from the table, like he's about to get splattered. And Danny says, "Well, there's one good reason." She says, "Not like that, like this, because hers is like half full." And he's like, okay, let me try. And he does it a little and <laughs> still stuff coming up off the top. He's like, okay, how's that? And she's a little oh, better. So, I mean, it was pretty much a cute one and done scene between Danny and Michelle, which it feels like most of the time it's either going to be Jesse Michelle or Joey and Michelle. Every once in a while it could be the girls and Michelle, but once in a while we do get Danny and Michelle.
2: milk and cookie monster, big girls do not blow bubbles into their milk. Why? Because milk is not a toy.
0: Why?
2: Because they don't sell milk in toy stores.
0: Why? Why?
2: You know, I don't know why. Maybe this is just one of those things that grown-ups say to keep kids from having a good time. I can't think of one good reason, honey, why we shouldn't blow bubbles into our milk. Let's go. Oh, there's one good reason like that, like that. Oh. How's that?
1: <laughs> All right. Now we are in Joey's basement apartment, which is also the headquarters for J&J Creative Services. We got Jesse and two backup vocalists for the Permateeth Denture Adhesive Commercial. And I guess they're just kind of running a uh, background while Jesse is running the lyrics. So, Joey comes down wearing a beret, of course. No real reason. It just seems like sometimes Joey will be wearing a beret. And he's like, hold the Scooby-Doo-Doo's. I have a great new idea for the Perma-Teeth commercial. And Jesse says, but we just decided on this. And also, I have these two ladies here that have been hired to provide backup vocals. What's going on? And he says, hey, look, instead of using music, which, I mean, you gotta admit, it's kind of old-fashioned. How about we go with comedy? Because Joey, being a comedian, hit him in the laughter department. Keep him laughing after that sitcom goes to commercial. Actually, now that I think about it, it's usually just radio jingles that they're working on. This is not going to appear on TV anytime in the near future. So, he pretends to be, he does this impression of some guy named Big Ed, who used to have real teeth, but he says, I didn't brush them for six whole years, and then they fell out. And Jesse's like, (laughs) he's funny, isn't he? Yeah, we're not doing funny. And the thing is, and I was thinking about that, the last couple days because I've been, (laughs) guys, I'll be honest, I've been sick the last couple days. I'm um, recording this two days after Christmas and I have been just bed rest completely. And I was just thinking about the fact that it does make sense to have a backup idea because you never know if the client is going to go with your first idea. It's always good to have at least a backup, maybe even a third. You never know. But, yes, we have two backup singers. We have... Well, oh, they'll introduce themselves in a moment. Stacey Fleetwood is one of the backup singers, of course, who falls for Joey. And she knows Joey. She's like, you're Joey Gladstone. I saw your act last week. Yeah, she, uh, yeah I saw your... Act at the Laugh Machine last week, and you were hysterical. She, Stacy, is such a gorgeous young woman. I just, I don't know what, it's it just, I, her her eyes are kind of like, kind of a grayish, it's just, I don't know, she's a really pretty woman. And Joey is impressed, like, well, thank you very much. You were a beautiful audience. Cindy Daniels, who says, I've, it's nice to meet you, I've never heard of you, <laughs> And she and Stacy's like, oh, you will. You won't believe how funny it is. is. Joey, do your Roseanne Barr impression. You know, because Roseanne was on the same network, and she was also a stand-up comic, I believe, as well. So I, I don't think I can do a Roseanne Barr. I can't do it right now. The kids are playing in the garbage disposal. And then he adds, got a donut. So, and of course... Stace says, oh you you have to do Popeye. And that's it. Joe you had. Stacy you had him at Popeye. Cuz oh, you like Popeye? And she's like are, are you kidding me? I love Popeye. And he he's like he's not the woman of his dreams. Like no. And she's like yes. Any guy who can eat spinach through a pipe is my kind of man. He eats spinach through a pipe. Why did I not remember that? I don't know. Yeah, he's like, oh my God, you gotta come over here because I have a whole Popeye collection. You gotta see this. He is gonna show her. He's got a cup. He's got Popeye and olive oil on um, the wall there, right kitty corner to going into his little bathroom there. got a standing one. He's got an autograph. Oh, a musical can of spinach. He's got Bluto over there. He's got it all. I, for one, love Joey's basement apartment. It is the coolest thing. So it looks like, uh, yeah, rehearsal's been cut short because uh, Joey's Im- immersed in Popeye world. And <laughs> Jesse's got a coffee cup. He's like, are are we in this room? As he's talking to, uh, what's her name, Susan Daniels? And she's like, well, we, we are, but I don't think we should be. <laughs> It's like, okay, Joey, hey, we're going to call it a day. He's like, yeah, fine. Guys, I apologize. But I sound like I'm coughing and hacking up a lung. It's because I am. I'm still recovering. He's like, hey, Joey, what do you say we call today? a day? He's like, okay, fine. Hey, Joey, dinner's in an hour. Okay, fine. The Pope is coming. He's like, yeah, yeah, take a message for me. Tell him I said hi. Say hi for me. Then <laughs> Jesse says, he's gone. Yeah, of course, this is an actual Popeye signature. From who? Robin Williams who portrayed him in the movie? The guy who does the voice? Who uh, animated Popeye came to life and signed a picture for you? It's like, it's an actual, you know, there's a lot of those Popeye forgeries going around. Stacy is so impressed. From a teeth,
3: denture, adhesive commercial, take three. When you're smiling Scooby-Doo-Doo When you're
4: smiling Scooby-Doo-Doo Hold the Scooby-Doo-Doo's. <laughs> Jess, I have a great new idea for the Permateef commercial. Instead of using music, which, uh, you gotta admit's kind of old-fashioned, we zap them with comedy. Great. Right? Hi, Big Ed here for Permateef. <laughs> I love my dentures. I used to have real teeth, but I didn't brush them for six whole years. <laughs> How come? Because I plumb forgot.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Isn't he funny? We're not doing funny. I mean, come on, Jess. No, Joseph.
4: No, meet our backup singers. This is Stacy Fleetwood.
5: You're Joey Gladstone. I saw your act last weekend at the Laugh Machine. You were hysterical.
4: Well, thank you very much. You were a beautiful audience. <laughs> and this is Cindy Daniels.
5: Hi. Hi. I've never heard of you. <laughs> you will. You will not believe how funny he is. Uh, Joey, uh, do your Roseanne Zambara <coughs> imitation.
4: Well, I can't do it right now. The kids are playing in the garbage this falls off. you have any idea how much it's going to cost to fix that thing? You got a donut? He <laughs> kills me.
5: You got to do your Popeye.
4: You like Popeye?
5: Are you kidding? I love Popeye. No! Yes! Any guy who can eat spinach through a pipe is my kind of man.
4: Whoa! <laughs> I have a whole Popeye collection over here. You've got to see this stuff. This is a musical can of spinach. Are we in this room?
5: Yeah, you can't.
4: We are, but we shouldn't be.
3: Joey, what do you say we call it a day? Yeah,
4: okay, fine. This is an Dinner's pope. in an hour. Okay, fine.
3: The Pope's coming.
4: Yeah, say hi for me. He's gone. This is an actual <laughs> Popeye signature. Oh, it's an actual one. There's all those Popeye
1: forgeries going around now. <laughs> so now we move up to DJ and Stephanie's room, and DJ's going in as Kimmy's right behind her saying, DJ, I promise this is the last time I'll copy, or I'll ask to copy your homework. Yeah, right. And DJ tells Kimmy, it's like, Kimmy, look, if you keep copying, you'll never learn anything. I'm like... Well, DJ, you're an enabler because you're allowing that. And apparently that doesn't matter to Kim. He's like, so what? I mean, once I'm out of school, I'm never going to use English. So, yeah, season three, the introduction of puppy Comet. And just like with a puppy, they like to chew stuff. You got to keep stuff out of reach gonna wind up destroyed. They gotta chew on something with those puppy teeth. Guys, you gotta make sure that dog has got teething toys, and you're wearing that puppy out with the exercise, and all that stuff. Not to mention, I mean, if they're letting that dog go upstairs by itself, and I hear that you're not really supposed to be letting them go upstairs when they're that young. Because Comet's probably about maybe ten weeks old, and it's like, no, they say that they're Their bones aren't even barely attached to each other yet. They're still growing, so you could do damage by letting them climb stairs too early. The dog ate her homework. That's what happens. Go into your book bag, pull out your trapper keeper, and rip open your homework and just rip the page out. How does a dog just rip a hole right in the middle? you think he'd be just ripping shreds of it. And she, all that hard work for nothing. You wrote a page. You wrote a page. You can rewrite it. And Kimmy says, you see, this is exactly why I never do homework. And I'm like, yes, Kimmy, this is why you don't get into college because of your grades. Danny, if that's your favorite tie, we got you. You need help. You need help. Because Danny comes on the comment, ate my favorite tie. That tie is, it's like a emerald green color, and it's just not doing anything for Danny. We've seen Danny's ties, they're pretty atrocious 98% of the time. He asks, where's that goat and dog's clothing? And DJ tells him, hey, I don't know, but if you see him, see if he has a book report on little women stuck in his teeth. It's a full page, girl. You can rewrite it and probably come up with some even better ideas. Joe comes in, one slipper on, one slipper in her hand, saying, The doggy ate my bunny slipper. And Danny's like, Oh, honey, I don't think he ate it. I think he just slobbered on it. So when everyone points, there he is when uh, Stephanie brings Comet in. And the way that she's leading him, it's like she's Yankee because she's got the leash attached to his collar, but she's, like, pulling on it. And I'm like, that is to be putting some stress on his neck. But anyway, I see what they're talking about, about that, that camera that's sitting on the table there that's clearly lining up that shot. But let me go back and, hold on a sec. Yeah, there's a camera literally right there next to, uh, Right next to that table, that little table they were doing their homework at. Like, it's aimed right at the doorway. You actually do see the person, well, you don't see the person operating the camera, but you do see it kind of move, so it's out of the shot. And Stephanie's oblivious. She's like, well, hey, hey, why is everyone mad at Sweet Little Comet? Michelle starts shaking her finger like, You ate my bunny slipper. Bad, bad, bad. I'm kind of wondering if this is how they asked Jody to hold the dog. Because she's got one arm, like, because he's in a sitting position and she's got him kind of pressed up against her. But she's got one arm just under the neck. Kind of not so much in a chokehold, but it's like they probably want her to have a good handle on it. And being it is a puppy, so they're pretty wiggly. Because she says, you know, I've kind of could talk, you'd probably say, how rude. And, of course, she's like, you know, Dad, I don't think anyone's going to fall for the whole, my dog ate my homework excuse. So, uh, I'll just tell my teacher that Michelle ate it. And Kimmy says, just before she goes and follows DJ out the door, says, Mr. Tanner, have you ever considered obedience school? And Danny says, yes. And tell your parents I'm willing to consider putting up half of that for the for you. Uh, tell your parents I'm willing to pay half. The audience just loves this. I love how Kimmy's just like, hmm, okay. Walks away. So Danny gets real with Steph. Kneels down to her level and says, hey, Steph, look, Comet is out of control. Danny, he's a puppy, okay? He's going to be like that until you actually get him some training. Can't expect the kids are going to be able to uh, handle that. Yeah, he thinks his house is one big milk bone. Well, yeah. He's got such a smile on his face. Did I hear milk bone? Stephanie him, oh, well, it's not Comet's fault. His, 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 ta- his dog food tastes terrible. Are you, what? You're <laughs> eating his dog food? How would you know? And <laughs> he asks her, you tasted it? and she says of course not <laughs> yeah he, ha- you tasted it and she says of course not I fed it to michelle <laughs> Michelle says i hate dog food oh Steph, don't give her that yeah danny says steph listen to me very carefully do not feed dog food to your sister and of course stephanie's like, okay And he takes Comet under the armpits and says, Hey, look, Comet, you can learn the rules around here, okay? Number one, never lick my nose when I'm lecturing you. Oh, this puppy is adorable. You can't not with him. (laughs) But he keeps doing it. And Danny says, Comet, I know it's an easy mark, but don't do it. DJ, I promise, this is the last time I'll ever copy your homework. Kimmy, if
0: you keep copying, you're never going to learn anything. So what? Oh, it's him out of school. I'm never gonna use English. Oh, no! Look at this! The dog ate my homework. All that hard work for nothing. This is exactly why I never do homework.
2: Comet ate my favorite tie. Where is that goat and dog's clothing?
0: I don't know where if can find him. Stevie has a book report on little women stuck in his teeth. The dog, he ate my buddy supper.
2: Oh, honey, I don't think he uh, actually ate it. I think he just sort of drooled on it.
0: Ew, doggy drool. Hi, everybody.
2: There, there he is.
0: is. Yeah, there he is. Well, hey, hey, why doesn't everyone sweet little comet? You ate my buddy supper. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> If Comet could talk, I'm sure he would say... How <laughs> rude. Dad, no one will believe the old, my dog ate my homework excuse, so I'll just tell my teacher that Michelle ate it. <laughs> Mr. Tanner, have you ever considered
4: obedient school?
2: Yes, and tell your parents I'm willing to pay half. Steph, Comet is out of control. He thinks his house is one big milk bone.
0: It's not Comet's fault. His dog food tastes terrible.
2: You tasted it?
0: Of course not. I fed it to Michelle. <laughs> I hate dog food. Yuck.
2: Steph, listen to me very carefully. Do not feed dog food to your sister. Okay. And, and Comet, you gotta learn the rules around here. Rule number one, Never lick my nose when I'm lecturing you. Comet, I know it's an easy mark, but don't do it.
1: All right, so Joey is entertaining Stacy with a guess this TV show theme by the hint that I give you. He got it right away. Mission Impossible. It's like, I, you know, I've never seen any of the uh, Tom, Tom Hawk, Tom Groves. Mission Impossible movies, never seen the show. So, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, I've never seen uh, Mission Impossible movies or the show. But it's like he lit a match or something or lit a fuse, and you just hear the tss sound. And she, Stacy gets it right away. She's like, Mission Impossible. It's like, yep. And then he starts, I'm guessing it's the theme. I don't think it has lyrics, I think it's just instrumental. Of course, she is just, ugh. His comedy, she cannot get enough of. She's like, oh, you are so cute. And he's like, oh, come on, cut it out. They kiss and it's so cute. Of course, here comes Jesse, surprised to see this development. Yeah, it's like, dude, you don't like it when people are watching you kiss. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay. Stop horning in on this. Just come on now. Give them their privacy. And apparently, because we all know that Jesse's catchphrase after a kiss or something is have mercy. Well, it's also used in moments of surprise and shock. But apparently, Joey's for this episode is I Chihuahua. And I'm just thinking, I Chihuahua? Even Jesse's like, I Chihuahua? And apparently Stacy's not offended by it in any way or uh, bothered by it. No, you could not have said have mercy. That is Jesse's catchphrase. You can't take it. I don't, and I'm thankful that my husband has never uttered a catchphrase after kissing because that is to each their own, but I would be utterly turned off by that. It's just, mm, no thank you. We were watching the, um... Have The New Year's episode of Full House, because, you know, Christmas is over, so we can do that. And actually, if you don't already know, Hulu has put Full House back on, along with Family Matters. So, have at it, y'all. Thank goodness. You don't got to worry about getting HBO Max or whatever, HBO something or other. You don't got to get a Hulu, man. Get Hulu if you don't already have it. You'll get your TGIF TGIF fix from there. So, (laughs) oh my gosh. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, See, now I lost my train of thought. I was talking about the Full House (laughs) New Year's Eve episode and it being on Hulu now. You know what? It'll come back to me. Jesse aggravates me to no end here. He's very demanding of Joey. He's like, you guys are partners. Now you're all of a sudden throwing around like, oh, I'm going to wear my black suit, Joey. So you wear your gray suit. And Stacy sees this and she's like, excuse me? Yeah, as soon as Jesse's on the door, Stacy asks Joey why do you let Jesse boss you around like that and Joey says well I mean he didn't boss me around I only have one suit it's like no it's not just that it's the fact that you came up with a great idea and because Jesse shot it down and he didn't think it was good you immediately drop it yeah and apparently she's been with Joey all week because she says he's been telling you what to do all week and she says, what about the denture commercial? Your comedy idea was great, but just because Jesse didn't like it, you dropped it? get, yeah, sure, he is a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. I mean, honestly, who likes confrontation? I certainly don't like confrontation. I avoid it at all costs, if at all possible. But, again, you are partners, Joey, in this business. You have a right to have your voice be heard. And if you guys can't agree on something, then you maybe need to take it to a third party and say, hey, we both have ideas. What is your suggestion? But there's nothing wrong with having... You need to have a second idea. Because if they don't like what you got, then you're screwed. Excuse my French, but you are just... You're done. And if the client doesn't like it, then... but. That ain't gonna help you. <laughs> Always have a have a spare in your back pocket. So she tells. Oh, again, sorry. The woman's name was Cindy, not Susan. But anyway, she Stacy does tell Joey. You know, if you were a little more assertive, Jesse would take your ideas more seriously. And she tells Joey, like, hey, I wish you believed in yourself as much as I believe in you. And he's like, well, thank you, Stacy. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I, I will go talk to Jesse about that. Oh, come! <sighs> Jesse's like, Joey, get in here. Joey says, I'm coming, boss. And Stacy looks at him like, really? Really? It's just a nickname that Jesse asked me to use. I get being self confident, having a lack of self confidence and stuff like that. I get it. I have that too. But you don't want to be a doormat and let people walk all over you. If anything that I find attractive in somebody, in a quality, in someone that I respect, is that they are assertive, that they stand up for themselves. That's just, that's just, you know, confidence. Confidence is, is a big thing. You know, you got to have confidence. You got to, you got to be able to stand up for yourself. My husband tells me that too. That's where I lie. Like, you can't let people walk, but you need to stand up for yourself. But I guess I can say I'm kind of sometimes like Joey in that, I mean, in that regard.
4: Okay, okay. Now, name this TV show, all right? Here's your hint. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, Mission. How to get this mission? It's impossible. You are so cute. Oh, come on, cut it out. (laughs) Yeah. Ay, chihuahua. I chihuahua thought well, I could have said, have mercy. But it felt a little more like, uh, I eat chihuahua. All right, well, tomorrow
3: when we pitch that commercial, I'm wearing my black suit, so you wear your gray suit, okay? All right. I
4: chihuahua.
5: <laughs> Joey, why do you always let Jesse boss you around?
4: Oh, he didn't boss me around. I only have one suit.
5: <laughs> it's not just the suit. He's been telling you what to do all week what about that denture commercial your comedy idea was great but just because jesse didn't like it you dropped it i'm just kind of a go with the flow kind of guy but if you'd be a little bit more assertive jesse would take your ideas more seriously i just wish you would believe in yourself as much as i believe in you
4: well thanks stacy you know maybe you're right joy get in here uh coming boss (laughs) oh that's just a nickname That, uh,
1: Jesse asked me to use. So Joey takes Stacy by the hand, leads her into the kitchen, where Jesse is just getting off the phone with Becky, and telling Joey to cancel his plans tomorrow night, because we're going bowling. As in, we're gonna double you, me, Becky, Stacy. All four of us, as, as in, uh, you didn't think Stacy might have other plans? And I love how Jesse's so cash about it as he's getting ready to set out the the plates for dinner and the table mat settings and all that stuff. Like, oh, Joey won't have a problem with it, don't worry. And I like how Stacy is just like, Joey, like, hello, this is exactly what I'm talking about here. It's like, come on, where's that confidence? And... Julie says, Oh, now you're deciding when I bowl? I would have been like, Hey, Jess, do you not think that maybe Stacy and I might already have plans to do something else? Why didn't you think to ask? Ernest's like, Hey, we have plans. Why don't you and Becky go out together and go bowling? You don't need us, we don't need to double. Yeah, but then he uses this as a comparison to, hey, just like when you decided not to use my comedy idea for the Permateeth commercial, which they're kind of different things, but it, you know he's using this as a backup example for his argument of you could have, instead of just completely shooting it down, you could have used this as a backup in the spare pocket in case we need it. And I would have been angry. I'm like, excuse me, are both our names not on this business? Exactly. And Jesse looks up, like, oh, well, where is this coming from? We agreed, my idea. See, this is what I don't like, Jesse. Just assumes, like, oh, we agreed, my idea was better. I'm like, uh, no, I did not agree to that. And Joey, I like this, this assertiveness. He says, no, you agreed, your idea was better. We were just talking about how my idea was great. Which, again, I mean, Stacy is being helpful. However, she is not a partner in this business. But she's at least trying to give Joey some confidence to say you need to stand up for yourself as a partner in this business. And Jesse's like, well, wait a minute here. Which we are we talking about here? Are you talking about us we as in me and you, Joey, or you two we as in? you and Stacy and Joey says well we we is in us and Stacy says I just think that Joey has terrific ideas and he does and he should be allowed to not have them completely shot down so Jesse of course being the guy that he's like oh well why don't you... here's an idea why don't you give me a moment alone with my partner and Jesse turns to Stacy and is like hey Stace, I got this alright I can handle it and she kisses joey goodbye or goes in the other room and the way she kind of looks she's like oh boy and as soon as stacy's go- just she's like joe grabbing joey by the shoulders like come oh, joey come on man i think you have great ideas like that's why we're partners that's why we're successful the two of us one two and joey's like why do you get to f- go first and chessie says okay two one and of course, Jesse's getting exactly what he wants out of Joey. Go there you go. There's a smile. Joey again caving. Oh my goodness. The Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. impressions. I can understand what we well, find this <laughs> offensive. I don't know. Nowadays. Um, But, yeah. So, okay. Now that they've done that, Jesse says, all right. Now, tomorrow, wear the gray suit. Remember, no comedy. Pitch, yeah, again, he referred to it as we're gonna pitch my idea and no comedy stuff. Okay, it's almost like it's my way or the highway, you don't get a choice, even though your name is also included in our company. J and J Creative Services, I think about it. Look at Forrest and Bubba, they were gonna go in 50 50 with the shrimping business, and guess what. Sadly, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Forrest Gump in over almost, well, it'll be 29 years next year. No, it'll be 30 if we're talking about 2024. So, Boba died. And Forrest said, hey, I'm going to fulfill this man's prophecy and what he wanted. I'm going to get that shrimp boat. I'm going to do that. And he came into some shrimp and he made some money. And he's like, hey. 50-50, 50 50 just like Bubba wanted given I have to Bubba's mom and his family spawned him and then of course he went on with you know Lieutenant Dan and and all that stuff and it just went wonderful and but hey they were partners they were partners Jesse is uh I don't I don't like what he's doing here But Jesse's always been hot-headed. He's always been kind of a my way. or The same way it just feels like with his and Becky's relationship a lot of the time is, this is, we're choosing my idea. We're doing it my way. Why are you arguing with me type of attitude. And I just, I don't like it. Really, this conversation was very one-sided. Joey didn't really get to, he caved like he does. Like, I don't want confrontation.
3: Joey, I just talked to Becky. Uh, catch the plans tomorrow night. All four of us are going bowling.
4: <laughs> oh, now you're deciding when I bowl? Just like you decided not to use my comedy idea for the Teeth commercial. Where's this coming from? We both agreed my idea was better. No, you agreed that your idea was better. We were just talking about how my idea was great. Wait a minute. Which we are we talking about? Are we talking about us, we, or
3: you, we. We, we. <laughs>
5: I just think that joey has terrific ideas
3: oh well, here's a terrific idea why don't you uh, give me a moment alone with my partner it's okay stay so i can handle this all right
1: Annie. look you didn't handle it joey
3: <clears throat> joey come on man i think you have great ideas that's why we're partners that's why we're so successful the two of us one two how come you get to go first fine two one <laughs> there you go there's a smile all right dueling Sammy's okay you are the greatest man no man you are the greatest no babe no 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 hold the presses pound
4: for pound you're the best babe you babe, are the candy man's candy man. all right yeah, boy okay all right, <laughs> all right.
3: now tomorrow we're the gray suit we're gonna pitch my idea and no comedy stuff okay
1: All right, so now we head upstairs, and we are seeing a black felt hat. We are seeing, yeah, Mr. Bear's hat, Mr. Bear's scarf, and his trench coat. And Stephanie comes to the realization, that means Mr. Bear's naked. Uh, Don't, uh... A a puppy is not going to be that, uh, like, here, let's take that hat off. Let's take the scarf and the trench coat, and then I'm just going to tear you to... Come on, it's it's a puppy. (laughs) They're not that calculated. So, we see Mr. Bear, and he's got an arm missing. His stomach has been splated. Uh, uh, I'm sorry for, I don't mean to be graphic guys, but... Yeah, he's he's got stuff pouring out of him in places. Stephanie loses it, starts screaming, "Help! Call nine one one! Help!" And here comes DJ holding Michelle's hand. She and Michelle were like she was in Michelle's room and heard Stephanie shrieking, and just comes casually walking in. And DJ said, "Oh, what's the matter?" Like Mr. Bear, and then DJ <laughs> puts a hand, puts her hand over Stephanie's eyes, is like, Don't look. Oh no, she takes Stephanie, turns her away, and says, It's better not to look. Michelle goes over to Mr. Bear and says, I make him better, and she gives him a kiss on the nose. Stands up and says, It didn't work. Danny comes running on the step, What's going on? And Danny <laughs> says, Oh. Bummer. He, like, he thought something more was, well, the way that Stephanie was shrieking, I mean, he could only imagine. Like, oh, you're Bear. Sorry about that, pumpkin. And here comes Comet with, uh, Mr. Bear's uh, arm in his mouth. Like, yay! And yeah, he runs right over to Mr. Bear, like, hey, guess what? I got your arm in my mouth. Now I'm gonna wrestle with you. And Michelle says, the doggy did it. Well, clearly evidence shows yes. And Stephanie is just like, Comet, how could you? After all I've done for you, I defended you. You ate my best friend. Danny takes over, grabs Comet, and says, Comet, this is a doggy no-no. Hands him over to DJ and says, DJ, take him downstairs and read him his rights and book him. And Danny said, you know, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I know how much you love Mr. Bear, but sometimes when you have a dog, these things will happen. Stephanie pretty much writes Commodore saying, I have no dog. It's like, no, you do have a dog, and you guys need to, if you don't want him chewing on stuff, put it out of reach. Anything on the ground is fair game to that dog. He's going to go after it because he doesn't know the difference between what he can play with and when he can't, because you guys aren't teaching him that. So, yeah, Mr. Bear honestly looks like it would not take that much to take care of him, because he just the arm is right there, sew it back on, shove his stuffing back inside of him, sew him up, bang, bang, boom, he's good, normal, throw his clothes back on him, you'll never know anything happened. Oh, his pants, this too. This means
0: Mr. Bear is naked. Help! Call 911! Call 911! Help! What's the matter? Mr. Bear! It's better not to look. I make him it better. I didn't look.
2: Beth, what's going on? Oh, bummer
0: the dog did it (laughs) Comet how could you after all I've done for you you ate my best friend
4: Comet come here
2: this is a doggy no no DJ take him downstairs read him his rights and book him (laughs) I'm sorry sweetheart I know how much you love Mr. Bear these kind of things happen when you have a dog.
0: I have no dog.
1: All right, so this guy, I assume, is a representative of j Creative Services as far as he's like, Mr. Tyner, you're going to love what our boys came up with. So Jesse presents of course, this presentation, saying, "Mr. Kiner, as you know, today's denture wearers are more alive, more active, if you will, than ever before. Our campaign shows that, thanks to PermaTeeth, wearing dentures doesn't mean the party's over." So Joey sets the scene as Jo as Jesse goes and gets ready, and of course the two backup ladies, Stacy and Cindy. Joey says picture if you will sir a dance floor full of happy smiling denture wearers represented by the vivacious Mrs Ferguson this is extremely unsettling with um this stuffed uh it, it's not a mannequin it is made of cloth this Life, it's not lifelike, it's just a monstrosity of a a dummy, basically, that Jesse dances around with as the backup singers and Jesse sing while you're smiling, when you're smiling, and I'm just like, if I were them, I wouldn't be buying that either, I don't like it, it's just, I mean, granted, they're just putting on what the ad could look like if that's what they want to go with. You know, they'd hire actual actors and whatever to perform it. And it's just like, eh. But, again, you're catering to the, um, and, and the lady's wearing an all black dress. It just makes me think she's coming from a funeral. They're all swinging to the sound of a big band, Joey <laughs> tells him. And I'm just thinking, so this is set in the 40s? <laughs> Around the time of big band music? I don't know. I don't like it. And this guy who they're trying to impress, this client is not impressed with it either. And Jesse comes in looking like he's a 1940s detective private eye. So the guy, he does look kind of like a Robert Redford type. Um, He says, well, it's a very nice presentation. It is, of course, the safe approach. Which, yeah, if you if you want to sense, they are catering catering to mainly the over fifty. I I guess, which is probably why he calls it the safe approach when you're appealing to the supposed age group that it's usually meant for. And of course, his, however his partner or whoever this guy is says well you're always safe with safe and then the guy says yes unless you're too safe sometimes it's okay to color outside the lines or go out of bounds once in a while and jesse says well sir if i may be so bold we feel that this concept is the best way to go it's like yeah for you for you jesse but ultimately it is the guy's that man's decision because it's his company and this guy is not going to go for it. He says, well, thank you, gentlemen. I'll think it over. And Joey senses they most likely could lose this possible account. They're not going to get it. So luckily, he came prepared. He's like, sir, I think we should try to go in a whole other direction if you like. We got a second presentation cooked up for you.
3: Mr. Kiner. you're going to love what our boys came up with, gentlemen. Mr. Kiner, as you know, today's denture wearers are more alive, more active, if you will, than ever before. Our campaign shows that thanks to permateeth, wearing dentures doesn't
4: mean the party's over. Big joke, Picture, if you will, sir, a dance floor full of happy, smiling denture wearers, represented by the vivacious Mrs. Ferguson. They're all swinging to the sound of a big band. As we pan their happy, smiling faces with teeth firmly in place, we hear.
3: When you're smiling, ooh, when you're smiling,
0: the whole world is smiling.
3: So don't smile smile
0: smile.
4: You. <laughs> Take a bite out of life.
2: It's a very <laughs> nice presentation. It is, of course, the safe approach.
3: You're always safe with safe.
2: Unless you're
3: (laughs) too safe. Well, sir, if I may be so bold, we feel that this concept is the best way to go.
2: Well, thank you, gentlemen, I'll take it over.
4: Mr. Kiner, sir, before you leave, we'd like you to consider going a whole other way. The concept, sir, is comedy. It's more exciting and it's definitely unexpected. Definitely unexpected <laughs> We think you're gonna love it, sir Don't we we better
1: so Stacy says Joey like this is your chance. do your idea So he tells mr. Tyner. I think we need to go in a whole other direction. I think we need to look at comedy and Of course Jesse is like hearing this like this is news and he's here. It's like we didn't uh, this wasn't part of the plan and he says, oh, uh, I we really think you're going to like this. And Jesse says, yeah, we better. Like, ugh, I think that this is going to work out a lot better by doing it this way. So I like that since Joey is interested in hockey, this really plays into the permittif dental aspect. Because it seems like, yeah, a, a, the trope of, hockey players is a lot of them are missing teeth from you know those pucks that travel hundreds of miles an hour and they get hit and all that stuff so yeah this this is exactly what he plays on dave coulier of course sporting the detroit red wings jersey he's got the hockey white face mask which also is worn by jason Voorhees in those friday the 13th movies and I just, I think it's funny. Jesse, of course, is completely taken aback like this. We didn't plan this. You kind of jumped in here and just, you know, he, he's not happy with it. But it's like, again, this is good to have a second idea. And judging from the look on the guy's face, it just, he seems impressed.
4: Now, sir, we take you to a hockey game. (laughs) Hi, Chihuahua. Defending the net is world-famous hockey goalie and denture wearer, Guy (laughs)
0: LaDome.
4: Hello, I am Guy LaDome. You know, for years, I thought that the protective mask was for (coughs) sissy boys. (laughs) Then, one day, I stopped their puck with my mouth. Oh, that hurt. (laughs) Then I had to use my teeth for gravel in my fish tank. (laughs) So then I bought some, how you say, uh, phony (coughs) baloney teeth. Dentures. Merci beaucoup. (laughs) Now I keep my dentures in place with Permatite. When you have to bite Wayne Gretzky, ah, mm, you swine. <laughs> it's no time to find your choppers laying by the blue line. <laughs> so use Permatite and take a bite out of life, or Wayne Gretzky.
0: It's so good, I really like it.
4: Well, it's
2: twisted, it's off-center, it's exactly what I'm looking for. Let's do it.
4: <laughs> nice work. Yes!
5: Yes! Uh. Oh, Joey, I am so proud of you.
0: <laughs>
4: oh. I never would have had the guts to do this if it wasn't for you. Well, partner, looks like you and I got some work to do.
3: I think you and Stace can handle this one.
4: Chess, are you mad just because they like my idea more than they liked yours? You had this whole thing planned out, didn't you? That's not your regular underwear. <laughs> I was prepared in case we needed it. And it's a good thing I was. Exactly.
3: You know, ever since you've hooked up with Yoko over here, <laughs> you've
4: changed. And not for the better. Her name is Stacy, and leave her out of this.
5: I didn't mean to cause any trouble.
4: Well, you did.
5: No, she didn't. No, Stop she blaming
4: didn't. this on Stacy. Fine, and I blame it on you. Jess.
5: Joey, I don't think we should see each other anymore. What? I don't want to be responsible for breaking
3: up your partnership. Oh, it's a little late for that bed. Jesse. Come on, Jess.
5: Joey, (laughs) you guys have been together for years. We just met. Work things out with Jesse. I'm
0: sorry.
1: Stacey? So, yeah, and just even watching the advertiser's face during Joey's performance, it's just, he's, smi- he's smiling, he's, he's interested in it, and he's like, it's twisted, it's a little different, but it's exactly what I'm looking for. And, ah, oh, Jesse just, oh, he just irritates me. He's thrown this completely onto Stacey, saying, this is w- We were, why did you have to butt in here? Everything was fine. You're turning Joey's head around here and mixing our business. Just, Jesse, I honestly feel, likes to be right all the time. And he he does. He doesn't like to be (laughs) proven wrong. Because Joey even says, hey, it's a good thing I had this second idea. Otherwise, we could have lost this account. And Jesse just, yeah, that just don't, does not sit well with him. He's like, you did the, you went behind my back after I told you not. It's like, last time I checked, you guys are partners. So why aren't you acting like it? He's even saying that Stacy's coming between their friends. She says, she tells Joey, I don't think we should see each other anymore. I don't want to come between you and Jesse. And Jesse's like, oh, it's a little late for that. I'd be like, excuse me. No. This is all on Jesse. This is Jesse's issue that he needs to work out. And the fact that Joey even thanks Stacy for, like, giving him the courage to stand up and do his idea. But it's like, if you're both going to be running a business, you both should be able to have equal say in how things are done. Especially when it comes to having an extra idea. But... Stacy, of course, says, You guys have been friends longer. You and I just met Joey. Work things out with Jesse. And she kisses him goodbye and walks out of the office after Jesse just often leaves. So now we get back to the house in DJ and Stephanie's room, and DJ is getting. Mr. Bear, the patient, set up on the table, so, uh, still, uh, missing an arm, still got stuffing pouring out of his chest and his armhole, and, uh, DJ assures Stephanie, because Stephanie just looks so sad, so sad. She tells her, don't worry, Steph, the patient is in good hands, I haven't lost a bear yet. And Stephanie promises, this, Deej, if you make him better, I swear I'll never read your diary again. Come on, Steph, we all know that's a lie. <laughs> we all know that you can't keep that promise. Oh, Deej, seriously? You're shocked by this. She asks, you read my diary? <laughs> and Stephanie says, um, not anymore. <laughs> Michelle comes in dressed in this adorable... It's not so much a nurse outfit, it's just her regular overalls and she is wearing like a white nurse's cap with a red cross on the front of it. And she's got the toy stethoscope, she's got the toy doctor bag, she says, what's up doc? And she says, great, my nurse is here. Of course, I don't know how much a three-year-old is going to be able to do for this bear. She puts the stethoscope up to... His chest says, say ah, and then pulls out a lollipop out of the front pocket of her overalls. You get a lollipop. (laughs) And Stephanie says, (laughs) she's humoring it for a minute. And then she says, okay, this is very cute. But can we please just, like, fix my bear, please? Thank you. And, of course, here comes Comet sniffing around. Stephanie is on him like basically a dog on a pork chop. She asks him, are you coming in here looking for seconds? Out, 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 out. I'm surprised she didn't just shut the door. Like, out. She asks him, what are you doing in here? Looking for dessert? Out, out, out. (laughs) Michelle looks at DJ and says, she needs a nap. Danny comes out of the bathroom and Stephanie's in the hallway and says, hey, Dad, tell Comet to stay out of (laughs) of my room. And (laughs) Danny says, Comet, stay out of her room. The dog is nowhere to be found. He already went down the stairs. I love how, as Comet's going down the stairs, Jesse's coming up and they, like, pass each other in the hall. Or they pa- pass each other on the steps.
0: Don't worry, Steph. The patient is in good hands. I haven't lost a bear yet. Deej, if you make him better, I swear I'll never read your diary again. You read my diary? Uh, not anymore. Is <laughs> <laughs> that stuck? Great, my nurse is here. Hey y'all, Now will get a lollipop. Oh, very cute. Now can we get on with the operation? What are you doing in here? Looking for dessert? Ow, ow, ow! She
2: needs a nap. Dad, okay, home and stay out of my room. Come and stay out of her room.
1: So Jesse comes in upstairs, he's irritated with Joey, looks at Danny and says, your best friend is a hockey puck. And Danny says, hoo hoo, problems everywhere, I live for this stuff. So basically, takes Stephanie by the hand into Jesse's room, he's going to do his first ever, and I believe only double lecture, which doesn't go as planned. So Danny asks Jesse, like, alright Jess, come on, spill your guts, what happened? And Jesse tells Danny, well, Joey agreed not to pitch his dumb idea, and he did it anyway. It's like, what? It's only dumb because you think it was a dumb idea? (sighs) And Jesse refers to him saying, Joey stabbed me right in the back, right in front of my face. And, of course, Stephanie also feels betrayed by Comet because... He chewed up Mr. Bear. And it's just like, you guys are throwing your anger at the wrong thing. Or at the wrong person slash family member. So Danny has Stephanie and Jesse sit down says, All right, I think it's time for a little father-daughter-brother-in-law talk. Really, Steph? Yes. Comet needs the talk. And apparently Joey does too. It's like, no, you two both need the talk. You need the lecture. And Danny says, look, I think the two of you should try putting yourselves in each other's shoes. The other person's shoes, or in this case, paws. And Danny says, you know, this is very simple. Friends deserve a fair hearing and valuables should always be kept out of reach. That is exactly it. If you do not want the dog chewing on your stuff that is important to you, keep it on the bed where the dog cannot get to it. You throw it on the floor, The dog, you, you have your door left open, the dog's going to come right on in. The dog has no boundaries. The dog's going to make the journey up the stairs and go and get it at Mr. Bear. That's just how it is. Although Danny kind of gets his wires crossed here with this lecture. He says, so Stephanie, look, next time Comet has an idea, you have to hear him out. And Jesse, if you just leave your advertising lying around, sooner or later Joey's gonna get to it. There's a good chance that Joey's gonna chew it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they both look at him like, what? And Danny apologizes, like, sorry, my first double lecture. But they get it. I mean, come on. They got Mr. Bear coming in <laughs> rolling into the room and Michelle's little uh doll stroller. <laughs> Looking as good as new, minus trench coat and scarf, but he's wearing the hat. Oh, and I think he might have the pants on. And Michelle says, Mr. Bear, it's all better. And Stephanie runs over, pulls Mr. Bear out of the stroller, and says, Oh, Mr. Bear, you're okay. And I like how DJ tells Stephanie, oh, he was very brave. The smile never left his face. Aw. And Stephanie says, Deed, you saved his life. You're the best big sister ever. And I'm thinking, well, Michelle helped. Aw, and she gives her a hug. That's sweet. And then she gives Michelle a kiss because Michelle's like, what about me? I helped. (laughs) Yeah, Stephanie says, you were a very good nurse and gives Michelle a kiss on the cheek. Michelle pulls out the other lollipop. I give myself a lollipop. There's a smile on Stephanie's face. She says, you know, I'm going to go find Comet and tell him I forgive him. And I'm gonna teach him the difference between food and friends. Or how about just keep your stuff that you don't want him chewing on out of his reach. DJ's like, Michelle, let's go. Write up Stephanie's bill. And Danny's like, see, Chess? Didn't that work out nice? And Jesse says, yeah. Now if he could only stuff Joey, I'd be happy. (sighs) Jesse's attitude in this whole episode just, it aggravates me to no end. He is 100% in my, I, I think he's in the wrong here. I really do. It's you know, you you guys, you own a business together, and you both have to have equal partnership. And that comes with having to have more than one idea. Or at least listening to the other person and letting their opinions and voices be voice be heard, too. And the fact that Jesse can't believe that Joey called him bossy, I'm like, have you talked to Becky? Because she would probably agree with him. Because Jesse even asked, like, hey, Danny, am I, am I bossy? And Danny says, well, I mean, Jess, you, you do like to get your own way a lot of the time. And Jesse asks, oh, well, what are you trying to say? And Danny says, well, you're bossy. And Jesse says, get out. And it's like, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, so he asks Danny, like, Danny, what do I do? And Danny puts an arm, <laughs> hand on Jesse's shoulder and says, Jess, let me tell you about a headstrong young boy named Danny. And Jesse says, you know what, Danny, uh, I think I'll figure this out for myself. I'll just talk to Joey and figure this out. come yeah, and stay out of
3: my room. Come and stay out of her room. Your best friend's a hockey puck. Woo-hoo, <laughs> Problems everywhere. I live for this stuff. <laughs> okay, Jess, spill your guts. No, Joey agreed not to pitch his dumb idea, and he did it anyway. He stabbed me right in the back, right in front of my face.
0: <laughs> just like common.
3: All right, I think I want everybody to
2: sit down right now. It's time for a little father-daughter-brother-in-law talk. Joey needs to talk.
0: So does Comet.
2: I think the two of you should try putting yourselves in the other person's shoes. Or (laughs) (laughs) pause. This is very simple. Friends deserve a fair hearing, and valuables should always be kept out of reach. So, Stephanie, next time Comet has an idea you have to hear him out. And Jesse, if you just leave your advertising laying around the house, there's a good chance Joey's gonna chew it up.
4: You guys understand?
2: I'm sorry, I'm a little confused. This is my first double lecture.
0: Mr. Bear's all better. Mr. Bear, you're okay. He was very brave. The smile never left his face. Deed, you saved his life. You're the best big sister ever. (coughs) Hey, what about me? You were a very good nurse. I give myself a lollipop. I'm gonna go find Common and tell him I forgive him. Then I'm gonna teach him the difference between food and friends. Come on, Michelle, let's go write it for Bill.
3: <laughs> See how nice that worked out? Yeah, now if we could only stuff Joey, I'd be happy. I, I can't believe that he said I'm bossy. Danny, am, am I bossy? Well, Jess, you do like to get your own way. What are you trying to say? You're bossy. Get out! <laughs> I'm sorry, do uh, I guess I am a little bossy, I don't know. All right, that's it. From now on, I'm not going to be bossy. Look at this, I'm bossing myself around. What do I do? Jess,
2: let me tell you a little story about a headstrong young boy named Danny. He was
3: bright as a new penny. I'll figure this one out by myself.
1: So, Joey's down in the basement eating something that makes me want to literally gag. Nothing wrong with Breyer's ice cream. But Briar's mixed with what looks like sour cream and onion potato chips. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh. And then he's also got like a bag of Cheetos off to the side on his bed. It looks like there's also another empty bag of chips or something. And I'm like, Joey, stop, man, seriously. ugh, it just looks like weird pregnancy craving food. Jesse comes downstairs like, hey, Joey, can I see you upstairs for a minute? And Joey looks at him, Joey's irritated, which, understandably so. He asks, I didn't hear you knock. And Jesse says, well, Joey, you don't have a door. And Jesse says, please, Joey, come upstairs. Joey, again, so angry. Forget it, Jess, I'm not going to come upstairs because you tell me to come upstairs. It's like, okay, here we go, ranting and raving Joey. So, uh, Joey is on the warpath. He is just like, I told you, I'm, I told you, I'm gonna tell you that I came upstairs to tell you I'm not gonna come upstairs. And he goes over to the fridge and then he slams the door and he's like, you happy you got me yelling? And it's like, dang, Joey. And even Jesse doesn't, you know, apologize and does say, like, your idea was, it turns out it was a good idea. You really helped us out. And it's like, yeah, I told you that the first time. And then the time before that, Jesse says, Joey, look, I'm sorry for being bossy, and I want you to forgive me. Joey, I get his anger is just incredible. It's warranted, but it's just like, it's over the top. I'm going to yank a chair out, sit in it, stand up, take the chair, shove it back under the table, kind of gag. It's just like, uh I'm over it. So, Stacy comes in, and Joey's shocked to see her there. Like, Stacy, what are you doing here? Turns out Jesse called Stacy and apologized. Which, yeah, he should have called her and apologized. It was way out of line with this Yoko Ono business. And just saying she's interfering and in causing their partnership to have a road just to have issues because of her. Come on. And, of course... Jesse doesn't want their relationship to end just because Jesse and Joey are having an issue. So he wants her to come over and, you know, ask, like, hey, come over, Stacy, work things out with Joey. And Jesse, of course, would be right. Yes, he and Je- Joey and Stacy are good for each other. It's sad we don't see her after this, but she's a lot better than Patricia Fogarty. I will definitely say that. And Joey looks at Jesse and says, thanks, Jess. And Jesse tells him, well, hey, look, I don't want you guys to break up just because you and I had a problem. Which, honestly, did they really have a problem was it was more uh, on Jesse's end? Joey apologizes for springing this whole thing. Well, the thing is, but you told Jesse, basically, that that's, you wanted to do something like that. And Jesse's like, hey, the important thing is they bought it. You stuck your guns and it paid off. That's the important thing. I mean, if you hadn't have done that, you guys wouldn't have gotten that account. And Joey says, yeah, I got to admit, it felt great. And Jesse says, well, then keep it up. I want to hear more good ideas coming out from you. I want you to stand up for what you believe in, which, yes, 100%. If you believe in something and you want to try something different, definitely. And Jesse says, from now on, I'm going to start listening to you and be more open to compromise, which, 100%, yes, compromise definitely is the way to go and Joey says yeah see that's why we make a great team we bring out the bestie in each other and they do oh my goodness they do the Sammy Davis Jr. thing again yeah, yeah. so Jesse says Joseph go give her a kiss right now and Joey says J- Jess what did we just talk about don't and Cece says come on Joey just listen to him this time and he's just like aww and of course I get the I Chawawa again I'm like uh okay <laughs> Oh, no, Jesse says, I chihuahua, babe.
3: Jesse, can I uh, see you upstairs, please? I didn't hear you knock. You don't have a door. <laughs> come upstairs, please.
4: Forget it, Jess. I'm not coming upstairs just because you asked me to come upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, you... I came upstairs to tell you that you can't tell me to come upstairs.
3: Joey, I'm, I'm sorry for being bossy,
4: I want you to forgive me. Oh, because you want me to forgive you, I should just forgive you, huh? <laughs> well, dream on. Your
3: comedy angle was a good idea.
4: Yeah, well, listen, sport... It was a good idea the first time I told you. It was a good idea the second time I told you. And it's still a good idea, even though you think it's a good idea. Are you happy now? You got me yelling. I never yell, but now that I'm yelling, I'm starting to like it. Hi, Joey. Stacy, what are you doing here?
5: Well, Jesse called me and apologized, and he asked me to come over and work things out. He thinks we're good for each other.
4: So do I. Thanks, Jess.
3: I want you guys to break up just because we had a problem. Joy, I'm, I'm sorry for not listening to your ideas. I'm sorry for springing that Gila dome bit on you. Hey, they bought it. You stuck to your guns and it paid off. I got to admit, it felt great. Well, you keep it up, man. I want you to stand up for what you believe in. From now on, I'm going to start listening to you and be more open to compromise. See, that's why we make a great team. We bring out the best in each other. You have a pretty cool combo player going, don't you? <laughs> Because you got that comedy thing, grooving man. Hey, my man. I dig that music vibe. Well, let me tell you, you are one fabulous cat, and I ain't talking about Garfield Beck. <laughs> Give me a hmm. high five with a low back side. Coming at you. Right behind you.
0: <laughs>
3: Joseph? I'll give her a kiss right now.
4: Jess, what did we just talk about? Don't
5: tell and me. Joey, listen to him this time.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i <A-chi-wawa>, babe.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that's pretty much the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed... Covering this episode, meeting Stacy. Now, once I get done with the final episode in the Joey's Ladies series, I will rank these ladies as far as best to worst. Since there's only three of them, <laughs> and it is not going to be that hard. Because <laughs> we all know where Patty Fogarty is going to fall in this lineup. So, okay. The best outfit, I want to give it to Stacy at the end. I really liked her bluish, kind of like a royal blue mixed with the light blue blazer. was Really, really, I don't know, maybe you wouldn't call it a blazer, something like that. I don't know my fashion. But anyway, I liked it. Worst outfit, I want to give it to Stephanie. She was wearing this yellowish t-shirt with, I don't know, it kind of had that, You know, that famous smiley face from the 90s. It kind of had a a white picture of that on the front. And then she was wearing these really gaudy beige looking. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Not overalls, but they're like um, suspenderish strap. Like... Overall, kind of get up, and I just, it was really unflattering for her. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You don't need to dress her in that goofy nonsense. (laughs) Let's just say it was unflattering. So, yeah, Stephanie actually does get the worst outfit of the episode award. Tanner teachable moment for this episode is like, hey, if you're going to be partnering with somebody running a business, you both have to have equal say in it. You both should be allowed to get your ideas heard. From each other, and again, you gotta be able to have a backup plan when your first one may not go, may not get accepted by you know, you know a possible client, they may not like it. So, it's best to have a, a, a backup just in case. And I still honestly, I feel I don't think that Stacy was in the wrong here, she wasn't overstepping her bounds, she was just too. Joy to be more assertive and stand up for himself and what he believes in and have an equal partnership in his business. So, yeah. All right. So, the next episode I am going to be jumping into is from Full House Season 7. We get to meet Roxy Martin, who actually... Uh, The Three Ladies is going to be, is in another episode, which I actually believe I already did cover for the podcast, and (laughs) I unfortunately cannot remember which one, I know it wasn't too long ago, Um, it was a Be Your Own Best Friend episode, that's what it was, yes. So, that was the epi- the second episode that she was in. Alright, so, Season 7, Episode 16, Joey's Funny Valentine, which aired January 25th, 1994. In this episode, Joey thinks he has found his dream girl, comic Roxy Martin. Or, it says Marden. I thought it was Roxy Martin. Let me look. What does it say? How does she... It says Roxy Martin here, under a cast... Uh, the actress is played by Felicia Michaels, and but it says in the summary Roxy Mardin so it's like, nah, somebody was not paying attention when they read out this uh, summary on IMDb. Pay attention, people. But she turns out to be a nightmare. Um, nothing really against Roxy, you know, everyone's got their own form of comedy. And Yeah, she's not a favorite when uh, she incorporates the Tanner family into her act. But uh, more on that next week. I hope you all... uh, Another Tannable... Tannable. Another Tanner teachable moment. Also, when it comes to puppies, guys, you know they like to chew on stuff. He's young. You should be able to train them as best your ability. Keep them occupied. Wear them down, their energy. If you don't want them chewing on your valuables, give them a chew toy. Wear them out exercise-wise. They got a backyard, run them around the backyard, wear him out. Redirect, that's another thing, redirecting them. I mean, he's a puppy. Odds are those kids are going to have their arms going to be, you know, You know that's just what puppies do and you know the Tanner family's never had a puppy before they didn't you know and the girls are like no he's chewing on my stuff. It's like well he's going to do that. His puppy teeth are they're hurting. They're hurting. He's got to He's got to chew on something right. Uh, Another thing I hear that is really good is like taking a towel and getting it wet and then freezing it so that kind of helps their gums. When it comes to chewing on stuff, but yeah, if you don't want your valuables or anything that is very precious to you chewed on, then you put it out of reach, you close that bedroom to any door, any room you do not want that puppy in, you keep that door closed. You keep anything and everything that you can out of reach, anything that's going to be harmful to them, any of that stuff. And again, I'm speaking from someone who doesn't have a puppy but would like to have one one day. And I'm sure many of you dog owners out there have been through the puppy stages. I hear they're pretty not great, but they're worth it once you get through it, right? <laughs> all right. If you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll be back next week with Joey's Funny Valentine, which is funny because it's not an episode that aired in val- uh, in the month of February at all. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody.